Sowing in Health and Wellness is brought to you by Freedom Gate Church, where it is their passion to advance Christ's kingdom and disciple the generations. Freedom Gate is located at 104 Tennis Center Drive, directly behind Pioneer Chevrolet in Marietta, Ohio. Sunday morning services begin at 1030 a.m. Find more details on the web at freedomgatechurch.net. Soaring in Health and Wellness is also brought to you by Mountaineer Chiropractic, located at 2108 Camden Avenue, Suite D, Parkersburg, West Virginia. For more information, go online to mountaineercairo.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor or help support Soaring in Health and Wellness podcast, please go online to eagleswayministries.org and select Patron Page in the top menu bar. Hello, and thank you for listening to Soaring in Health and Wellness with Dr. Stephen Wells. Dr. Wells is a chiropractic physician with a passion to help individuals reach new levels in health and wellness. Dr. Wells has been involved in the health and wellness field for over 30 years. Dr. Wells received his Bachelor of Science degree from Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with an emphasis in health and exercise science. He received his second Bachelor of Science degree in general sciences, along with his Doctor of Chiropractic degree, with honors from Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa. Soaring in Health and Wellness is a tool to help educate individuals reach new levels in health and wellness and a passion to live with a sense of purpose and vitality. Dr. Wells and his guests, ranging from doctors of all areas of health care to educators, nurses, personal trainers, counselors, and pastors, will discuss and inform you on how to improve in all dimensions of wellness from a biblical worldview perspective with one goal in mind, seeing you soar towards optimal health and wellness. If you're ready, let's get started with today's program with your host, Dr. Steve Wells. Good afternoon and welcome to Soaring in Health and Wellness. Today's guest is Stephen Gibbons. He and Michael Moore were guests last week, and we're going to continue our series today on improving lifestyle behaviors or changing bad habits. Uh, Stephen Gibbons basically is a professional counselor and also co-owner of Counseling and Wellness Center of Ohio. So, Stephen, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me again. I tell you what, if you can, for those listeners who weren't able to listen to last week's podcast, if you can just kind of give a brief introduction, you know, about you and you, where, you, where you come from. Okay. Yep. So, uh, as you said, I'm a licensed professional counselor. My background is in mental health. Uh, I, I primarily am a marriage and family therapist. Also, I specialize in addiction as well and uh, did... Um, my education, I have a bachelor's, I have a, actually I'm double major in education and psychology. Mm-hmm. I did my master's in the mental health uh, with emphasis with, uh, in counseling with emphasis of family, marriage, couples, individuals, and um, I am currently in pursuit, homeless there, light at the end of the time, I don't know if it's a train or not, but uh, I am almost uh, about ready to conquer the academic mountain with my PhD. So, wow. general so you'll be Dr. Gibbons. Oh, well, I'll go by Stephen, but yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Yes. Now, are you married? I am, yes, I am, uh, to my wife, Courtney. Uh, actually, this is our 10 years that we are been married and uh, have two wonderful kids i have a five-year-old his name's asher mm-hmm. and uh, i have a one-year-old her name is Annalie. wow and i see uh, those beautiful names oh thank you i tell you um if those who were not with us last week this month has been basically a series on 
uh, improving lifestyle behaviors. And we're going to be wrapping up today's series on that and move forward. So there's a lot to get done today. Uh, last week's podcast, we spoke on pre-contemplative stage and also at a contemplative stage as far as changes. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking on the stage three, which is the uh, preparation phase or prepare for change, as well as talking about the stage four, which would be activation or, or active stage, and then go through there. But uh, as far as getting started, my sources, pretty much where I get a lot of my information, again, is from Health to Basics by Rebecca Donatelli and Connect Core Concepts in Health by Ensel Roth and Ensel. And in this stage three preparation phase, uh, she talks about setting a realistic goal. And a realistic goal is one that you truly can achieve. And not someday when other things in your life may change, but with the circumstances of your life right now. So a realistic goal is one that you truly can achieve. And knowing that goal is attainable increases our motivation, uh, therefore leading to a better chance of success, which can lead to success um, even more. And Michael mentioned on this last week, and Michael Moore is not here. Steve, did you want to say something about that? Yeah, that's not true. He's right here, right by. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, no. Uh, yeah, he is, uh, I'm sure, uh, sitting somewhere eating bonbons and painting his toes. And Mike, just so that you know, uh, you, you owe me, buddy. You need, to, you need to be here next time with me that's there. Right. So just, uh, yeah, poking out in there. He wished he could be here. Uh, boy, he, is, he was just booked with other engagements, yeah. and he said, I'll get you next time. Well, there, I'll tell you so. what, I appreciate it. You guys did a phenomenal job last week oh, and uh, i've had a lot awesome. of uh feedback on that as far as a great job so those who have not had a chance to listen uh to uh steve and michael um you really need to get back there and listen to it i tell you it's a lot of great information and these guys really work well together um but again back to michael michael had kind of jumped ahead last week um as far as he was talking about smart goals or smart system so as far as the smart that's a basically a, a synonym as far as what does that actually stand for so uh smart stands for specifically there uh well specific is that so uh is looking at uh, specific goals so smart is this acronym that we what we do is we're trying to break down what we really want to do making that action happen mm -hmm. last week uh, when i spoke there i know i made the um kind of analogy about mount everest mm -hmm. you know i couldn't right. climb mount everest in a day steve you know i right. just couldn't do it uh but and when you're going to climb a big mountain like that the best way to conquer such a mountain is strategically preparing yourself at different interpoints mm -hmm. there to get you up to that summit. And even right. up there, you, there's only certain times that you can be able to do that. And that's what this SMART really does. It breaks down Mount Everest so mm -hmm. that you can do it. So the S stands for specific. You want to make those goals very, very specific. The more specific that you can do, the better. Sometimes, can you give me, give me an example of what you're actually – I know you talk about Mount Everest, but as far as yeah. – you know how some people generalize, hey, listen, I want to lose weight or I want to start working now yeah but specific is basically something hey listen i am going to go to the elite on thursday afternoon okay and do the um temple challenge with stacy absolutely is, is that pretty much what you're talking about yeah, as far absolutely. as the specific so you know losing weight like you're saying boy that's a pretty general mm -hmm. that's a mount everest right <laughs> everybody you know uh wants to be able to to maybe lose a few pounds but putting that to a specific i i want to be able to lose and a lot of times what we do when we make these things specific and this is going to go kind of blending into the next letter to mm -hmm. the m okay and this goes into measurement you know making things measurable and we do this by numerics i mean we need 
need uh, numbers to be able to help us to um, uh, know uh, where the, where the end line is on that. So you know, don't say, "Hey, I want to lose weight." How much weight do you want to lose? I want right. you know, you don't want to make that maybe ten pounds, twenty, fifty, right. whatever it is, and stuff there, two pounds. Uh, and of course, uh, this is going to get into the other ones there. The next thing is is the A is going to be action oriented and. Um, that's really kind of uh, making sure that what I am doing, I'm going to be putting into action mm-hmm. with those. Going to the gym, right? You know, staying away from McDonald's. You right. know, right. And, and it's not just about stopping one thing, but more important, what am I starting here? Right. So, okay. you know, if if my doctor says, "Hey, you need to lose 20 pounds," I probably shouldn't hang out at McDonald's. <laughs> you know, doing the Big Mac. That's not a good thing. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, I should probably, you know, maybe it's it's I'm going to cook uh, uh, my meals at home. You know, and I'm. I'm going to be very mindful about that. And then you're going to get to that R. Here's the really important thing, too. It's not just being able to have a numeric number, but you want to really make sure you put that in a place where it is going to be realistic. You know, I want to make sure that it is obtainable here with that. So, you know, saying, hey, you know what? I want to lose weight. I want to lose 100 pounds. Well, mm-hmm. that, wow. You just, yeah. you know, you just went from one Mount Everest to the next <laughs> there with those. And, and now you don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, we got to go, what's the first camp on this mountain mm-hmm. that we're going to go to? Maybe, you know what? Maybe that's five pounds. You know, it doesn't have to be huge. You want to make sure you, you can obtain that with that. And then, of course, uh, uh, going to the T is making sure it's time oriented you know boy in today's world and society we have so many things that are just constantly bombarding us and so many our our time is valuable there's two things i've learned about time Stephen. one 24 hours no more no less that's all we got and uh two uh time's valuable we give things uh time to things that are going to give us time. And that's right. really, really important. And so uh, knowing is that whenever we are wanting change, we got to have a commitment mm-hmm. there with that to be able to get that right. change. So basically that's, that's a smart system. Okay. The mnemonic is specific goals. Got it. Okay. Measurable. Uh-huh. Something you can count. Action oriented. Mm-hmm. Put it into action. Yep. Realistic. And time-oriented. You got it. Okay. Yep. Write that down. (laughs) It's already written down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. (laughs) Okay. As far as um, the next thing that uh, uh, Rebecca talks about, as far as shaping, and shaping is a stepwise process of making a series of small changes. And I think that's what you were kind of talking about as far as your Mount Everest. Mm. You know, as far as, you know, as far as the shaping, you know, if you're going to run or if you're going to climb Mount Everest, I mean, you would pick Mount Everest. I mean, I'm thinking something <laughs> small, like maybe running five miles. But anyway, so basically what you're wanting to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, is yeah. to start off with small, attainable, you know, instead of, you know, if you have a, for example, if you're climbing, I'm going to put in something as far as actually running, you know, maybe five miles. Mm-hmm. All right. It's very difficult for someone to just get up that's been out of shape hasn't exercised, not used to it to get up and run five miles. I mean, yep. if they do, yeah. oh, Lord forbid, they're going right, to be, right, <laughs> right, right. be seeing their chiropractor or, or something. But you kind of set them, they set themselves up for failure. All right. Mm-hmm. So what shaping is, is more or less, okay, what I'm going to do, my goal is to run five miles, but I know I can't run five miles. So what I'm going to do is I may maybe walk a mile, then I might run a quarter of a mile, yeah. walk you know, and gradually shape or build it up to where you actually can. 
I mean, yep. how do you see that as far as that? So maybe it might be helpful. Let me put a little story to this that, that might, uh, I don't know, help us out a little bit here. Uh, my wife and I, when we uh, got married, mm-hmm. uh, we, we got to go to Paris, France for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. You know, never been out country. Here I am going Paris, <laughs> France, most romantic place in the whole world. Yeah, anyway, don't tell my wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Paris, France, boy, there is a six-hour difference whenever mm-hmm. it comes between here and there. And uh, when we had left, we had got on the airplane at 8 o'clock at night there. And when we flown, we, we got there. And I'm a guy, Stephen, that I don't sleep well in buses, planes, or trains. You know, I like to lay down when I try to sleep right. and stuff there. And so I was up. And and uh, when we got there, it was 2 o'clock our time in the morning. But 2 o'clock our time in the morning is 8 o'clock. So this is a 12-hour difference here <laughs> and stuff. And I'm told is that whenever you're doing some big travel like that, going through time zones, mm-hmm. you know, one of the uh, tips that they give you is that you need to go to bed the same time that you normally wow. do there so that you can get back into this routine wow, with that. that. And me, I couldn't make it. At eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning, here I am, you know. There ain't no way I'm making it until about nine or right. ten at night. And so I conk out, you know, I'm I'm out. And uh boy did I regret that because I was up, you know, eating three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm sleeping two in the <laughs> afternoon, all this place. And boy, by the time that I got myself kind of regulated where it needed mm. to be, here we go traveling back, back to the US <laughs> and I gotta do it all over again. And boy did I learn my lesson with right. that. And the same thing even goes when we're trying to do it. I like to call it jet lag. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's what we have. And when you have a real big jet lag, our bodies naturally need to be regulated. It gives us a sense of security, gives us a sense of control. And when you're trying to make change, you need to find that regulation. You need to find those things. And it's making those little adjustments. Right. And, and Slow progressive You got changes. it. You got it. And the same thing here, that's why... Well, we're talking about these smart moves here, you know, mm-hmm. this breaks it down to where we are really focusing in to really make these uh, changes small in increments so that it, it can grow. You don't want to make drastic changes, right? You know, making drastic changes is, is not healthy. You know, it, it, looking at uh, weight, you know, uh, they say that an average on weight, you want to lose about one to two pounds per week. If I dropped 50 pounds in a week, you know, it, it would not be good. My, my body wouldn't know how to how to regulate because mm-hmm. of that there and the same essence here we want to do the same thing in, right. in this i think it's very important for our listeners to know that remember as far as their current health habits didn't develop overnight and they won't change overnight yeah you're right uh, that's pretty much if they can kind of realize that hey listen it's gonna be a process and that's pretty much why I've, i believe a lot of the people who had these new year's resolutions right a huge percentage fail by you know January, but even more so by even Valentine's Day, yeah, it's like that because they're wanting to make too much of a change too quick, right? And it's 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 a slow process. And they had to realize it's a slow process for this to work. Well, and especially when you're talking about you know uh, something like for example, you know this weight loss uh, example, you know. When we get into that, we start thinking about all the different things that come with mm-hmm. that, that what we really want mm-hmm. to do. You know, I want to look good in the bathing right. suit. Right. I want to go uh, be able to run five miles mm-hmm. like you're right. talking and stuff here. And it's, and it's really easy for our mind to get ahead of us to start going into all these glorified things that we want to be right. able to get. And what's really important is we got to hold the reins back here a little bit. And we have to be able to say, okay, 
So that's the end goal. But what's the first camp here mm -hmm. on this mountain that we're right. really looking at? And when we're doing that, what we have to do is just like this jet lag. You know, when I was over there in France, you know, I had to learn to keep my eyes open until that <laughs> eight o'clock at night came around and stuff there. You know, so I, I wasn't focusing so much on, hey, what's my eating looking like with this? And the first thing I said was, hey, what's my sleeping got to be right. here? So I really recommend is when you're going specific, specific means looking at one thing, mm -hmm. not 10 things right. that you want to change. Start with one. one. Right. Just and make it sure easy. I, um, I tell you, Donatella, she kind of explained this when you prepare our goals and our plan of action with these shaping points. And this is very important to keep in mind. She talks about starting out slowly to avoid hurting ourselves or causing undue stress. You know, it's, it's that weekend warrior, you know, that we see yeah. in my office a lot. You know, the guy who, you know, hasn't been playing sports, isn't conditioned, <laughs> isn't ready to go out there. And you mean me. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, not Steve? saying you. I'm just saying most of my patients. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. They, 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 they jump into a weekend and we see them because, again, they injured themselves. They started out too quickly. And I, we had mentioned um, this, my endeavor as far as when I got back into exercising, I started doing too much weight, too, much, too many reps as far as curls. Because I was excited about getting back into it. But the thing is, it hurt me because I developed bicipital tendonitis, which is an overuse injury. Yeah. And therefore, I had to take off a month or two just to regroup and yeah. heal from my stupidity. So <laughs> those are out there, listen to me. Yes, <laughs> Do please, as I say, don't please. do as I do. And she also talked about uh, keep the steps of the program small and achievable, which you mentioned already. Mm -hmm. uh, be flexible and ready to change our original plan if it proves to be uncomfortable. And like you said, also is master one step before moving on to the next. And I'll tell you, just to piggyback on that too, Steve, mm -hmm. you know, what she's saying, I like this, you know, avoiding going too quick. You know, I kind of like to think of this like um, people who start a marathon. You know, when you're a runner and you're on the starting line, anybody who hears that gun go off, the, you know, that pistol there to, to set the runners off, everybody starts off with a sprint. Mm -hmm. They are excited. <laughs> they want to get changed now. They want to be there at the end. But, boy, when those beginner runners go, boy, they, they get burned out quick because right. they don't learn. Hey, this this is you don't sprint a marathon right. there. You keep a pace. And exactly. in doing that, your most seasoned runner will know when that pistol goes off. Okay, they might get excited right. to get started. But but quickly do they put the brakes on and say, "Okay, here's my pace. Here's what I've been training. Mm -hmm. Go with what my training is, mm -hmm. not what the, my um my impulse is." I tell you and, what. And that's it. I'm I'm going to mention I'm going to tell my wife <laughs> this, this is this is pretty funny. She can't do anything about it because she's in Iowa, so Oh, okay. <laughs> here in Iowa, so <laughs> She, you know, she was training. She wasn't. She was going to run a half marathon at Parkersburg. Oh, all right. right. She hasn't been running. All right. She's been doing aerobics. She's been doing cycling, yeah. but she hasn't prepared herself physically of what that half marathon was going to do to her body. So she thought yeah. she was just going to go ahead and do the half marathon. She did not right. prepare nutritionally wise. Nope. All right. And so she wasn't ready, but she was going to do this. Okay. And, I, and I, I was too smart not to run it. And yeah. I was going to do it on my bike. Oh, so I kind of yeah. followed her. And I tell you what, she cramped up yeah. and she crawled across that finish line. It's because, again, she thought, hey, I'm going to go, do this. Yep. I feel like I'm prepared. And, yep. again, it was just not a good thing to Steve, my, my thoughts are going to your <laughs> wife right now, right now, because I'll tell you, I was, uh, 
uh, I did the same thing. I had a couple buddies of mine at church. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they said, Hey, we're, we're going to go do a Spartan race Mm -hmm. there. And if you don't know a Spartan race, a Spartan race is, it's like a mud run or weekend, those weekend warrior things. These, these are races. I mean, this is like the elite of racing here. And I, I went down the one down, it was in Fayetteville and uh, this one, it was five. They do a sprint. Now I'm not, I'm a sprinter Mm -hmm. here, Stephen, which means I'm okay with short distances, you know? And when someone tells me a sprint, I'm thinking hundred meters or something. No, a sprint to them is five miles here. Okay. And they had five miles, 22 obstacles and a 1400 foot elevation. (laughs) I don't know where they got that definition of sprint, but that is not a sprint to me. And, but, uh, I made the mistake just like your wife. I was there. I I went on, I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go out. I ran a few times, you know, and Mm -hmm. thought, oh, I can do this and stuff. But boy, was our, it was like someone like a sniper shot in the back of my calves there, you know, (laughs) and boy, cramps all right. over with that well, so uh, well you I can relate i tell you i think allison burner a friend of ours she actually does those um those types of races oh, and she got yeah. my son to do one and he really enjoyed it i they I, are they're a lot of fun but well you got to yeah, train for it exactly you got to train train right um as far as uh she continues as far as anticipating barriers to change and anticipating barriers to change or possibly stumbling blocks will help us prepare fully and adequately for change and in addition to negative determinants, other general barriers to change are overambitious goals. We've been talking about that. Yeah. Running that half marathon, doing your Spartan race, you know, without yeah. properly preparing. Um, again, it's going back to the SMART goals, uh, resetting realistic goals. And again, habits are best changes at one small step at a time. She talks about self-defeating beliefs and attitudes, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So when, just out of curiosity, when you did your Spartan race... All right. Yeah. I mean, did you, first of all, did you complete it? And second of all, yeah. were you happy with the results or were you kind of dissatisfied? And well, felt like- uh, yeah, I'll tell you, when I went down there, I, I, that was my goal. Uh, Stephen, my goal was just to complete. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, for competition or anything like that. I was just, boy, it sounded fun. Wanted to be able to do it because the obstacles and stuff. I thought, oh, this would be neat. And uh, yes, I, I got, I got one of their medals. It says finisher. <laughs> it's kind of like a fancy participation yeah. award, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah, there. Uh, <laughs> so they, they gave it to me. I made it. You know, yeah. I was happy about that. But um, uh, boy, yeah, it was. Uh, for for my own goal that that was just about it i just wanted to be able to complete it so and i did did. well good for you good to have the courage to even try something like that um she also talks about as far as failing to accurately assess your current state of wellness again Mm -hmm. going back to you know listen do i feel like i'm ready to do this you know i mean and you really have to be honest with yourself well yeah i think you're right on there steve and what's really really important about this stage here you know the first stage is okay we we've kind of identified what our goals are going to do what we want to do now the second thing is let's identify some of the things that could get in our way right you know if you think you're going to climb a mountain and not have any type of barrier or Mm -hmm. anything you 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 must be out of your mind there because i know (laughs) i would be you know take it from this guy run a spartan race there you know if i think that i can be able to do it if anything like you said if it was easy boy everybody do it right right everybody would want to change and stuff there if it was easy but and if it was easy then we wouldn't have an appreciation for it right you were talking last week about going through your valleys 
to enjoy your mountaintop. You got it. You know? Yep. I couldn't appreciate my mountaintops if I didn't have right. my valleys. That's it's right. what makes the success so great. Right. So great. That's what you said. Um, and then she also mentions as far as lack of support and guidance to succeed, we need to recognize the people in our life who can support or might even actively oppose our decision to change and limit our interactions with them. So it's really pretty much who are you going to hang out with? Who, you know, you want to, I mean, as far as if I was going to change, I want to get someone that's going to help me change. That's going to encourage me to change. Right. That's not going to beat me up and say, you know what? You can't do this. You know, you tried it before. You can't do it. You know, just give up. So we want to kind of stay away from that. I mean, yeah, no, I definitely, I think you're onto it is definitely when it comes to, um, finding those people who support us. There's an old saying, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. You know, there's <laughs> right. truth in that right. there, right? And what's important about that is what we're trying to look for here is like-minded people. Mm-hmm. We want to find like-minded people who are going to be able to um, encourage us, pick us up when we're mm-hmm. down and get us up the mountain because mm-hmm. that's where we're going. Right. Yeah. Uh, she also talks about the, uh, the emotions that sabotage our efforts and sap our will. Uh, Donatella explains emotional reactions to life's challenges are inherently bad. However, they can sabotage our efforts to change by distracting us and draining our services, seek help for more uh, severe psychological problems, and recognize that we may need to focus on those before we can effect significant change in other aspects of our health. So can you elaborate on that as far as how these emotions like that can actually drain us, these, these negative thoughts? Well, let me put it maybe in, in this in this terms. You know, uh, just in our in our marathon race in here right. that we're already kind of using. You know, if I'm I'm going to have days there that I just don't feel good. Maybe I get sick. You know, maybe I have just a physical flu. You know, that, that's got me. I don't know about you, but I'm the most sensitive and the most irritable when I'm sick. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I don't feel like running. I don't feel like getting out and wanting to change myself or the world and stuff. Only thing I want to do is just crawl up in bed and with those. And it's in those times that we become the most reactive. You know, we're the most sensitive about things. Things. And so what I'm encouraging there, I think what she's saying is, is you're, you're going to have these challenges and there's going to be times where those challenges, you're going to be like a water off the duck's back mm-hmm. there. It's going to roll off. You got no problem, but understand you're going to also have those times where you're not going to be feeling good. You're not in the right mindset. You're not going to be there. And when those times come, it's easy for us to become emotionally reactive to that and really want to throw in the towel. You want to give up. You want to, because boy, it would, it, because it gives us the illusion that it would just be easier for me just to go back to the same way. But as we've talked back in that first two stages, mm-hmm. that pre-contemplation, the con- you've already seen the consequences yeah. of it. You don't want to go back no. to it. And that's where we really have to start reminding right. ourselves, Whoop, nope, right. uh, we're on this track. I tell you, um, you just mentioned something earlier as far as um, – who are my friends is who am I? Yeah, it's tell like me that, who you're with, and I'll tell you who you are. Right. Yep. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a turn. I know we've been talking about the stages of change behavior, mm-hmm. but she talks about something called social cognitive model. And it's pretty much as far as the importance of our social contacts in successful change. And most of us are highly influenced by the approval or disapproval of close friends, family members, and the social and cultural group in which we belong. In addition, watching others successfully change their behavior can give us ideas and encouragement for our own change. And she says this modeling learning specific behaviors by watching others before them or learning from role models is a key component of the social cognitive model of change. 
and she shows the importance of family members. So as a counselor, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, again, family being so important, you know, in that developing stage as far as being young, you know, and the role models and who are our role models. Yeah, and I think what's, what's a really important thing there is what is family? Mm-hmm. And I really want to address that here because I'm sure our listeners, you know, coming in, you know, um, family is is one of those things. It's not the traditional mom, mm-hmm. dad there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, family, I, I saw it once on, uh, uh, what do they call those? I always want to say Mimi. I think it's meme. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those memes there it said, um, uh, a family is not defined by DNA, but it is defined by the heart mm-hmm. there. And it's who the ones that take care of us, that connect with us. Mm-hmm. So this could be mentors, mm-hmm. coaches, teachers, friends. You know, the old saying of uh, it takes a village to raise a kid. Boy, is that true with those. And I'll tell you, if there's one relationship I absolutely love, it is the relationship of the teacher and the student or mm-hmm. the mentor, mentoree. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody that you can look up to, a role model there who is is in, uh, who can encourage you and, and push you when is needed there. That's where you're really going to find some really great success in, right. in your goals and stuff because you're not, you don't, you don't have to do this all by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing here. I think that we really need to, I want to encourage the listeners to, you don't have to do change all by mm-hmm. yourself. You don't have to do this alone. And it's really important there that you find somebody that you look up to. And if you don't know who that is, I'll encourage you. Go find some like-minded people because I can guarantee, you know, when you can find someone who's like-minded, you can find someone who's already probably been there, done that, and has been up this mountain who would be happy to probably take you along and go go up this mountain with you. Amen. Alrighty, I tell you what, I just want to thank our listeners for listening to us on Soaring in Health and Wellness. Until next week, keep advancing towards optimal health and wellness. Thank you for listening to Soaring in Health and Wellness with Dr. Steve Wells and his guest. We would like to thank our sponsors, Freedom Gate Church, where it is their passion to advance Christ's kingdom and disciple the generations. Find more details on the web at freedomgatechurch.net. We would also like to thank Mountaineer Chiropractic. For more information, go online to mountaineerchiro.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor or help support Soaring in Health and Wellness podcast, please go to the web at eagleswaysministries.org and select a patron page in the top menu bar. If you or your business or church would like Dr. Steve Wells to speak at your church, special event, or conference, please go online to eagleswaysministries.org and select contact on the menu bar or send an email to eagleswayministries at gmail.com or call 304-485-6589. Until next time, think of Isaiah 40, 29-31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint.